Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Marketing Agency Show, where we explore solutions to the biggest challenges faced by agencies. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for the Marketing Agency Show, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Brooke Sellis, and this is the show for agency owners and agency marketers. We explore the topics that no one else is talking about. So pull up a seat to the table and let's have a great conversation. Today, I'll be joined by Jade Powell, the creator extraordinaire. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow the show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's guest, Jade. To help explore the frontier of working at and growing agencies, here is this week's expert guide. Hey, everybody. I am so thrilled today to be joined by Jade Powell. If you don't know Jade, she's not only a founder and a content creator, she's a marketer from Atlanta, Georgia, and she has over 10 years of experience in marketing and advertising. She's established herself as a well-respected creative entrepreneur in the industry. And today she's going to talk to us about whether or not we as entrepreneurs and agency owners are also creators or not. Jade, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Brooke. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you because obviously I see your things everywhere. You are an amazing creator. Thank you. But you're also an entrepreneur and an agency owner. So I think this is an interesting subject. Yeah. And I think we need to like define what a creator is and isn't. Yes, absolutely. So I'm very, very excited to have this conversation with you today. But first things first, what made you jump into this crazy world of entrepreneurship and agency ownership? Yeah, so it kind of came about kind of randomly. I just really was looking at myself throughout my career. And I was honestly really tired and jaded working corporately. I just felt like I wanted to be in more creative roles, but in the work that I was doing throughout my career, I just wasn't really finding like home in my employers, if that made sense. And I think my last role, 2021, I was a head of social at this beverage brand. And I think about six months in, I was like, yeah, I got to (laughs) go. And it was crazy because it was like, I remember when I signed on to that job, I was like, okay, after quitting literally every job I've ever had, I was like, this will probably be the last job that I quit. It's going to be great. It's woman founded. I love the mission. I love the team that I'm working on. And still, I just was not happy. And then I think I really had to take a moment and think to myself, why is it that you're having such a hard time in these jobs that you're in? Like, there's something about it that's not making you want to stay. After I left that role, I took a month off and just like gave myself some space, had my little eat, love, pray moments. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, okay, what is it that you actually want? And I didn't know. I didn't get that answer after the month immediately. But after savings ran out and I was like, okay, I actually need to pay my mortgage. I should probably start working again. I started freelancing. And when I started freelancing, I was like, oh, this just opened up a new world for me. I was like, wait, I love this. And 
from there, I was like, I actually think I want to just start my own freelance agency. And then I did. And that is the M-Co today. <laughs> I love that journey. And I think so many of us probably have that, right? Because it's not immediately obvious. Like so, for some people it is, but for a lot of us, it's not immediately obvious. Like someone has to push you off the cliff or as you had happened, like you started to dabble in these jobs and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's actually funny too, because when I was younger, I actually knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just wasn't really sure what that would look like. So I actually originally went to school for business management, did not get my degree because I couldn't pass accounting or finance, (laughs) but I knew I wanted to do entrepreneurship, but it was funny that like this was like the start to it. Yeah. And what kind of clients are you serving today? Give us like some insight. Like what do your clients look like? Who do you love to work with? All that good stuff. Yeah. It's funny because when people ask me that, I just say the people that I want to work with, (laughs) which is great. But foundationally, it's traditionally brands and agencies. So I work with brands of whatever capacity that they need me to, to come on as a creative or a strategist on a freelance basis or a contractor basis. And then same with agencies. Sometimes they'll be working with brands in-house and they're like, we need an additional strategist on board or we need an additional creator on board. And then I come in. But I really don't look at particular industry. It's just if the scope of the work is interesting to me, I'll do it. That is so cool. So when you say they bring you on as like an extra creator, does that mean you're actually creating content as you for these brands or for these agencies and their clients as brands? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It really just depends on the scope of the work, to be honest. So Sometimes I work with agencies and they're like, you're creating content for the brand that we are doing social media management or marketing for. And sometimes I'm in the content. Sometimes I'm just the hands. (laughs) Some people tell me that they notice my hands because of my nails, which is always so funny. But I'm either behind the scenes or I'm on camera doing the work. Or sometimes I'm doing content creation for the actual agency and their brand as well. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. And so I think on your LinkedIn page, you also need to add hand model. (laughs) (laughs) I have considered that. (laughs) Because I do love those nails. So share your journey with us a little bit. Like, let's backtrack and talk about the marketing world that you were in and how you started to unravel this whole theme of not only being an entrepreneur and an agency owner, but a creator. Like how did this all, like where did that light bulb moment happen? Yeah. So I actually got my start ironically at an agency in like 2013. I had, I was working as a social media intern and kind of progressed my way up as um, social media director after working there for three years. So that was kind of my introduction into marketing and advertising, but more specifically social media as a profession. And it was actually funny because around that time, that's when a lot of us were still trying to like prove the ROI of social, like we'll be like, hey, brand, you need to be on Facebook and Twitter. And they'll be like, why? <laughs> what is Facebook? <laughs> so it's amazing to see how, how everything has changed since then. But over time, I just kept working in social media primarily. So I probably had like every social media role someone can think of from coordinator to director to head of social, social strategists, all of those in between. I think a part of that work is like inherently creative. It's like a little mix of everything. Sometimes you're a strategist, sometimes you're a creative where 
you're doing photography, videography, writing copy. It's really all encompassing. So I think around that time where I was looking for like a career change or I just wanted something different, it kind of clicked to me. I was like, okay, what are the aspects of social media management that you actually do like? And I was like, creating content. And I think what initially inspired me was in my last role, I was actually working with creators and influencers, hiring them for our campaigns. And the more I got to work with them, I was like, oh, wait, this is an actual job. I was like, I can do this. Because <laughs> I was already doing it for brands. It just wasn't called content creation. It was just social media management. So that was kind of the click for me that made me realize it would be something I could do full time. Okay, now we're getting into the meat of it. I love this. So in your experience, what are some of the key indicators for, let's just pick Brooke, right? Let's just pick me. How do I under, start to understand if I can be both a creator and an agency owner and maybe clue us in on like people who maybe shouldn't be both? <laughs> yes. But I think to start with content creation is like understanding what content creation is, right? And to be a content creator, you have to be someone that creates content. It's literally in the name. So whether you're writing you know, you're doing photography, you're doing videography, a little bit of everything, whatever content you're creating, that is something. To decide if you want to be an agency owner, to me, is understanding if you want to own a business, which not everyone should do. <laughs> Sometimes it's just okay to be someone that creates content kind of when you're asked to or when you want to work with specific brands. But I think deciding to make the choice to turn it into a larger business is actually something that needs careful consideration. And I think that is the number one question. Do I want to be a business owner? Okay. So follow-up question to that. If I'm a creator, which I am, right? I write all of our blog posts. I write all of our research. I started doing video, which I really don't love, but I started doing it, you know, but what if I shouldn't? What if you saw on LinkedIn my new video content and you're like, oh, man, no, just stick to the <laughs> stick to the business owning and the writing, Brooke. Like, how do you know if you're not meant to be all of the creative types? Like, maybe you're really good at writing, but you're not so great at video or maybe you're great at video, but you're a terrible writer. I mean, that's the thing, right? I think content can come in a lot of different forms. So it's really, I think, dependent on the creator to decide what you actually want to be doing, because that. Like being creative, it really has to come out of a, a pure, genuine love of doing the work or you're just going to burn out and be tired and be like, oh, I hate this. So if you know that your your strong suit isn't writing, maybe you shouldn't be like, hey, guys, I'm available for writing pieces, <laughs> you know, or if you know your strong suit is not picking up a camera and doing short form video for TikTok, then maybe that's not something you should be offering as a service. So I think like content creators really have to decide which aspects of the work that they want to do and then lead from there. And then also, of course, you can ask for feedback. And if people tell you it sucks, then it sucks. <laughs> I think you just like hit the moment on the head right there. Like, hi, you should probably be asking for feedback on the content you're creating Absolutely. from people who will tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. Like I had a lot of trial and error because I'm, um, a lot of my skill set was rooted in social media management. So I had senior level executives being like, no, Jade, <laughs> this is not it. We're going to pass this right to the graphic designer. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. Yeah. Graphic design. Yeah. yeah. Or, if you know, I'm writing a piece and they're like, this needs a little bit more editing. We'll pass it to our editor. So I think I've been able to like craft these skills over time. But, you know, we all can be great at everything. <laughs> if only we could. Right. So talk about, I mean, you're kind of hitting it here, but like talk about some of the challenges that you faced in juggling these two roles. Because 
you're, you are juggling both and you're, you seem to be doing it really well. So how do you, how do you do that? I guess, how do you do the juggling? I think it's been a little bit of a challenge, honestly, because I think because I have been a strategist before and I'm also creative, my brain automatically kind of intertwines the two. And sometimes I work with clients and they're like, no, like just shoot the ball. Like literally, we just want you to produce the creative and that is it. And that's a challenge for me because in my mind, let's say hypothetically, if I'm making a short form video, I'm like, okay, now that I've made the content, I know the best way to make this perform, but that's not the information that they necessarily want all the time. (laughs) So it's like, I do have to turn off my strategist brain or like be quiet on the strategy part because that's not what they're asking for. Or sometimes I find I have to do a lot of education around the difference between content creation and social media management, which is like (laughs) another topic. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of people will be like, They'll get on discovery calls with me and they'll be like, so we're looking for someone to manage our social media. And I'm like, okay, I can refer you <laughs> to someone else. <laughs> Talk so, yeah. about that really quickly, because I think this is another point that I think people do still need educating. There's lots of education that is needed around this subject. So define social media management and then define content creations and content creators to the people who are watching and listening. Yeah. So social media management is literally the process of managing and growing social media channels. So that person does not necessarily have to be a content creator. Sometimes it's helpful depending on like what the work is, but a social media manager's role is to go in build a strategy for how social is going to grow your overall marketing or your overall channels, and then implement based on that, implement the strategy based on what goals you're trying to accomplish. So that could be deciding what days you're going to be posting content, how often you're going to be posting content, what your community management is going to look like, how you're engaging your audience on social, what activations you want to do on social, what your hashtag is, like all of those things. Content creators are literally people that create content. Sometimes that content can live on social, but it doesn't always mean that's the case. And I think what happens is that there is sometimes an overlap, which is why people kind of make (laughs) like put social media manager and content creator in the same bucket, but they are very different. Someone could be a content creator and never even create assets for social. It could be all email or it could be all website or it can be literally sending them to an event to capture videos in person and may not have anything to do with social. So content creating is not necessarily social tied, but it can be. Okay, everybody, I want you to hit the pause button right now, (laughs) rewind and listen to those explanations again until it really sinks in, because I I really do think a lot of people are still getting that wrong. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's talk about your background as a creator. How do you think it has helped? I'm assuming it's helped. Maybe it's hindered. You tell me. But like, how do you think being that creative person and having that creative edge has helped you approach running your agency or helped you succeed or I'm again, I'm assuming I'm assuming it helped. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So one, I think when I initially launched my agency, like one of the biggest compliments I got was how everything was so well branded. And that was because I was the one (laughs) putting together like logos, colors, concepts, because that's what I do. I'm a creator. So I think that was like one of the initial touch points of like bringing my agency to life. And I think that creative piece is also helpful with my clients as well, because you know, they may come to me for just a specific like creator asset or like number of deliverables that they want to send to me, but I can also look to other opportunities as well. So I'm like, you may have originally, you know, reached out to me because you want 
content for social, but have you considered, you know, some pieces for your blog as well? Or have you um, considered like restructuring your emails in this way? So I think just having a general creative mindset is helpful. And then I think it also is kind of my selling point and why people want to work with me. My agency is like directly tied to me and who I am. And because I am a creative, that means my agency is going to show up in all creative ways as well. So it's definitely been a help then. Yes. (laughs) And then you kind of touched on this too, but how do you think those creative skills impact the way you interact with your clients? Like you kind of mentioned earlier, like I have to realize sometimes I'm like, they only hired me for this part, not this part. But what are some other ways you think it's helped or hindered maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think it also oftentimes goes back to the social media piece of it all. Like, again, that education, like I think I've shared and just like passing in an email, email communications with clients, they'll be like, thanks, Jade. Like even if they just happen to say like, oh, Jade's our in-house like social creator. I'm like, actually, I'm just a content creator. And here's an article that I wrote, <laughs> which explains a little bit Smart. more detail, you know, just yeah. to again, provide that education. And I think the creativity also comes across in just like my general thinking as well. So as I'm building out like a proposal for a potential client, like, again, I think a little bit more future forward as well. So again, you may be approaching me for just social, but here's other ways that I can see your brand coming to life. And I may not necessarily be the person to help do it, but I can always make recommendations. Yeah, I think that's that's a really great point and such an asset to be able to say like, okay, you asked me for this, but I'm going to also tell you how you can do this to even, you know, have more success. Pop quiz. (laughs) Is there a favorite kind of content that you like creating? I'm just curious. I love creating short form video. It is my favorite. I think it's interesting because when I was originally thinking about what I wanted to offer, I do a variety of things. But even going back to what we were discussing before, I was like, what am I actually best skilled at? And for me, short form video is at the top of my list. There's nothing I love to create more than TikToks and Reels. It's like my favorite thing to do, especially when I don't have to be the one posting them. (laughs) Okay, this is a match made in heaven because you're literally saying, I love creating them, but I'm not the person who posts them. We do the posting. I want somebody who wants to create them because it's not me. So we're going to talk after this. (laughs) So when you're hiring or working with other creators, how do you kind of cultivate an atmosphere that's creative, yes, obviously, but also has that strategic part that you bring to the table, because I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think that will always be for me focusing on the goal, because I think when you do kind of get into the creative process, it's easy to get really like, you know, aspirational, very fluffy sometimes. And you're like, what if we did this? And it's big ideas, big ideas. I'm like, okay, but what was the client trying to accomplish? (laughs) Because it's like, yes, great. Be aspirational, but Let's think about budget. Let's see what they're trying to accomplish for the quarter. What are their main priorities for the year? And like funnel the creative from there. So I think that strategic layer and like having that vision is always going to be important in addition to the creative. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. 
okay, so in the creative process, I'm I'm guessing it goes like this. Jade, oh my gosh, I have to talk to you because you said to Brooke that you love doing TikToks and Reels and that's what we want to do and we have this idea and then we're going to use this dog in this one scene and like, okay, so they're coming to you and I'm guessing like this is how the consultation call goes and then <laughs> what are like the top three things you say to that person, right? Because like you said, it's like, how are we going to tie this to goals? It can't be too fluffy, et cetera, et cetera. So like, that's your consultation call. What are you saying to Brooke? What are you saying to Brooke? First question, what are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> and why? Two. And then three, where do you see this content living? I think like those three questions will always inform what the creative looks like, which I think is important. Because like, let's say hypothetically, they're just like, we just want to do a mini series about you know, why dogs love cookie butter. Okay, great. Like maybe we start off with some like social media assets with like short form video, but if we do want to blow it up into a bigger campaign, maybe we do some out of home advertising on big billboards near pet shops. Like it can range, but like trying to see what those immediate goals are what's most important to me. So smart. I'm already learning so much. And then obviously budget has to come into play at some point too, because it's like you said, like, okay, I went... I want that whole thing, billboards and everything. And my budget for the year is $1,000. Yeah, and I'm like, that can get you a short form video. (laughs) Okay, okay, another tangent, another rabbit hole here. But now I'm curious, like, what does content cost? Because I think this is another area where people need to be educated. So, like, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, give me just some, like, averages of, like, popular types of content. Yeah, so with creators, you'll find that most short form videos start between $500 to $1,500, depending on like their level of experience for written content. So like blogs, white papers, I know some creators that charge by the word that can be 25 cents to $1.50 per word, depending on experience, or sometimes they'll charge by the asset. So again, 15 to like $2,500. So we're going to be thinking like bare minimum 500 to maybe I would say like for average people around 1500 to $2,000 per asset. So like, what do you see that? Like now let's talk about maybe it's a bigger client who has like an actual budget. Are they retaining you like on a monthly basis and saying like, I have five, $10,000 a month to spend on this many assets per month? Yeah. So I do have a couple of clients that keep me on retainer and it will be in between that range, $5,000 to $10,000 a month. And then they'll just have me pump out a number of assets every month. Or sometimes it's assets plus being on standby for strategy as well. So I'll create assets sometimes where it's like, here's three social posts, here's two blogs. And then I'll also allocate maybe like four meetings a month where I show up and just offer a creative strategy or social strategy, depending on the scope. Yeah. Okay. So did y'all hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Content is not inexpensive. Yeah, it is not because everyone needs it. So it's going to cost money. (laughs) Yeah. Content's not expensive. You have to understand what the what and the why is like of your content. And then what was the third thing I'm forgetting? Oh, where's it going to go? What yeah, platforms? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm learning. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quick learner. So, as someone who wears both hats of a creator and an agency owner, what innovations, trends, whatever you're seeing right now in the marketing world, are you most excited about? Honestly, I'm really loving AI, and I know everyone says that, but I really do, because AI has really become like a like creative counsel for me. Like, it really, I find it very helpful. So especially in the moments when I have like creative blocks, so I'll go to AI and say like, come up with like five ideas for me for like 
basketball campaign. And it will spit out like it's generic things. But like to me, those are helpful thought starters because it's almost like having a second person in the room that I can brainstorm with. Because what I find is that a lot of agencies or brands, they're coming to me and I'm a team of one. So I don't really have one, like a team <laughs> that I'm brainstorming with. It's just me and my vibes over yeah. here. <laughs> Loving so it all. <laughs> so AI really helps me in just having like that foundational creative. Then I can then take my expertise, my knowledge, my skill set, and then expand upon, which is really great. So I'm excited to see how that it's incorporated into more tools. Right now, a lot of the platforms that I use like Canva, Descript, splice to create content are <laughs> yeah let's write that down <laughs> Canva, splice descript all of these content creation tools that i use currently have incorporated ai and it's only making my job easier which i love i love that i was just going to ask you about tools so thank you for that i will make sure that we include the links to those tools in the show notes if you are listening and not watching our show notes are on the youtube channel so run over to the marketing agency show landing page run over to the youtube channel look for Jade's episode and then in the little notes underneath that you will see links to those tools well now let's go to the opposite side right so what trends are taking place right now that you are not so excited about (laughs) so I wouldn't say that I'm not excited about it but I'm just curious to see where it goes right now because a lot of my work is very social involved even though I will again stress the difference between social media manager and content creator. <laughs> I'm just creating a lot of social content right now. It's funny to hear so many people talk about TikTok shop right now. And I'm very curious to see where TikTok kind of takes it in the next couple of years, because right now I'm calling it like the capitalism of TikTok. It's just like this push for <laughs> consumerism. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's like QVC. And I find it interesting because I I love it in the sense that it allows creators to monetize, which I think creators getting money is like my favorite song. Um, But I also am curious to see like how sustainable that is for the future, especially if we're just like telling people to buy products that we know they don't necessarily need. Um, So TikTok shop is one of those things where I feel kind of like, Love what's doing for creators, but kind of hate it as like a concept because I'm like, do we really need this? Do we need people to tell them why they need another Stanley Cup? Like, I do think it's a little crazy <laughs> that people have like a hundred Stanley Stanley Cups in their cupboard. <laughs> yeah, I am with you. I I have not gotten on that train of the Stanley Cup thing, and I don't even understand it. I'm yeah. at a loss. Like, I, like for me, it's like you know. I'm not going to judge anyone's cake. So do your thing. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, if you want to have one or two Stanley Cups, like I get it. I feel like that makes sense. But like, do you need 100 in your cupboard? Like, think about that. <laughs> was it Barbie or who? Somebody I was reading like quickly. Somebody like discontinued a pink one because of like they couldn't keep it stocked or something. It's like bananas, like enough already. <laughs> they were a big craze. So, yes. I'm like on the both love and hate TikTok, <laughs> I guess. TikTok shop. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, What advice would you give to agency owners who are looking to be more active in being creative? Like if, if they want to embrace their, I'm currently trying to embrace my creative side. Like what advice would you give me or other people? So I say this all the time, every time I get a question similar to this, and it's do the work that you enjoy which sounds so simple and sounds so cheesy. (laughs) But I think one of the things about being a business owner or owning your own agency 
is that a lot of us kind of get into this like, what's the bottom line mindset where it's like, how are we making money? How are we making money? It's an important aspect of running a business, of course, but I think there is also something to consider about doing work that you actually want to do. Because one of the things that I kind of really am focused on, on avoiding is like burning myself out and being miserable because I am running my own agency. Like that's just not something that I will tolerate for myself because I am living a life of abundance and joy. (laughs) So I just, I don't want that to translate to my business either. So a lot of that is being intentional about the projects that I choose. When I look at a scope, maybe the money is very enticing to me, but they're just like, hey, Jade, we want you to be a content creator. We also want you to manage our social media. We also want you to do all of our advertising. We also want, like, I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not going to set me up for success or the client either. So I'd rather say no. Yeah, I think saying no has gotten really important. It's always been important, but I think with the past three years that we've had and the mental state that a lot of us are in, the society as a whole in the U.S. is in, I think, saying no now is like more important than ever. Do you see yourself becoming, cause I see it. So I don't know if you see it, but like, do you see yourself becoming like a creator shop? Like, I just feel like cause you have the creator side, you have the entrepreneur and business savvy side. Would you ever consider your team being more than just you? Like other jades who are amazing. (laughs) It's actually funny because I get this question often too. And initially I'm like, no, (laughs) but I honestly, I won't hinder my own growth. I feel like if the M-Co wants to take itself in that direction, (laughs) sure. I'm definitely open to it because I do think there is beauty in collaborating with other creators. But that's not to say that I don't do that currently. They don't technically work for me, but I have so many creator friends or collaborators that I'll call and be like, hey, I'm working with this client and they need another creator on board and I'll pull them in. And I'll just be like, here's their email and let let them handle that relationship. But I do think it could be something potentially that I do just work with other creators. But I think I just love the idea of like, everyone having their own kind of agency. And I don't mean like agency in terms of business, but just like freedom. Yes, like <laughs> so a free I, agent. Yeah, exactly, a free agent. So like, I love the idea of hiring other creators or partnering with other creators who also run their own agencies or also prefer to work freelance or in co- contract capacities. Well, let me tell you something. That's how we are structured. We have a team of 30, but they're all of business owners. So it's like a business to business model that we work on. So it's it's possible. You can do it and you should. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny that you said collaboration. You you said that word and it made me think of, of a conversation I was having with another entrepreneur. And she said, we are in the age of collaboration. Yeah. And I that really struck me in a certain way. Do you feel like... This is where social is going with content is collaboration. Yeah, because we can't all do it by ourselves. So I think like one of the beautiful thing about one of the beautiful things about collaboration is where you kind of have your strengths and weaknesses, someone else can kind of complement that. And then it becomes like something even more beautiful. Because I think if you're the only one that's kind of working on something, you it's a very limited point of view. Collaborators only help you kind of expand that and grow the vision, the content, whatever it is, into something even greater. And then I also think it's great for visibility as well. A lot of times I've gotten gotten like opportunities, partnerships, new clients, because someone else is like, have you heard about my collaborator, Jade? And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because it really is like a, 
like it's it's no different than building your network. It's just you're actually deciding to work with these people as well. Okay, so let's say you've because you again, you've got this really amazing creator side, but then you also have this, you know, business side. So like if I were hiring a creator for my agency or for my clients, what's the number one thing? What's the number one green flag that you would tell me to look out for in that creator? That's such a good question. (laughs) I would say green flag is that they actually did research on your brand and they have their own POV. One thing I have noticed with creators that I've seen from even hiring creators is that they get so excited about like doing the work and getting the opportunity. They're just like, yes, I'll do it. But it's like, did you look into the brand? Did you see if they align with like your values for your life? Is this something that you actually want to work on or are you just doing it for the money? And I think if a creator is approaching you or you're approaching a creator and then there's a potential conversation for what that work will look like, like they need to have some foundational understanding of like, what services you offer as a brand, what your product is and like what your why is. So like really reading your vision and mission statement, which you're trying to accomplish, because that will inform the type of content that they create. Yes, that's a huge green flag. And I think it's such solid advice. So thank you. Okay, let's go opposite now. What's the biggest red flag that isn't the you know opposite of the green? Let's come up with something new. But like, what's your biggest red flag when you go to work with a creator or a higher creator? You're like, I would say I'm trying to think of like the experiences that I've had with uh, creators and influencers so far. I'm not sure, to be honest. I was going to say, and this is from just experience of working with another creator, timeliness, time management. Oh, yes, of course. To me, that's so basic. I'm like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny, like you oftentimes work with these creators who want to create something or co-create something with you. And then they can't meet a deadline to save their lives. Like so true. Cause I have experienced that as well. <laughs> You're so right. And, and it's unfortunate too, because I, even going back to the question that you were asking me before about should creators like make a business out of being content creators? I think having like business skills is actually really foundationally important. And it is so easy to just be like, yeah, you should know how to project management, but Sometimes a lot of creatives, and I've seen this, and I've seen this just even through collaboration, they're so great at coming up with ideas. But when you're like, hey, process, project management, staying on top of deliverables, it's just like all of that goes out the window. <laughs> and it's true. It's unfortunate because it's like that is a skill that some creators really need to work on. And I will say I'm very fortunate that I got a lot of that in working in corporate couldn't stand corporate, but it taught me what I needed to know about like how to communicate effectively, how to be proactive about certain communications, being a project manager and not even having to be in like a project management role, just literally knowing how to manage your projects, understanding like when the clients will need things, thinking ahead of time about certain things. Like there's just so much to consider. And I think that's like, again, foundational business skills, including time management. So yes, yeah. No, I do. But I do think it is, you know, especially with content, right? Like it always seems like, and this is me, you know, wearing my agency in her hat and talking to clients. It's always like, well, when do you want it? Yesterday, you know? So there's, first of all, you're always going faster than you would like to. Yeah, absolutely. But second of all, if they wanted it yesterday and you promise it two weeks from now and you deliver it three weeks from now, 
that's not a cycle that's going to work. Yeah. And it does leave a bad taste in people's mouths, to be honest, because I've experienced that firsthand. I work on so many brands outside of my agency as well. And, you know, I've hired creators. For example, I worked with a creative to work on some apparel designs for me and her designs were absolutely stunning. But in the process, it was like, hey, Jade, oh, I actually had to go do something, something, something. So I'm going to be delivering that deck a little bit late. And I'm just looking like, ma'am, I got my own deadlines. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's like, I get it. Like things happen. But if it's going to be something that's constantly like, you know, coming up when it's time for me to look for, you know, round two of merch designs, I may not consider you because of your process. Sometimes you can't always fall back on just like, your content that you create or your creative output. Like sometimes that's really not enough. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I love that we're talking about this though, because I feel like it does need to be talked about because I'm not the expert here. You are, but I do know, you know, from past experiences and working with other creators and collaborating with other creators, if you don't have time management, like you said, like it doesn't matter how amazing you are or how amazing the content is like it's not going to fly just because we all have deadlines that we have to live by and so it's almost like you're saying we're saying the best content creators are really left-brained and right-brained because most creators would be like right-brained visionaries but we're saying the best creators have have the ability to use both sides yeah and and I find too just even thinking about like working in corporate that was always the case at the end of the day I found that high-level executives the decision makers weren't like oh yeah this is so pretty we should go with her it was just like (laughs) yeah this is pretty and also we like her process (laughs) and that was always like the differentiating point so yeah (laughs) that's another rewind moment folks (laughs) I want you to hit the rewind pause hit the rewind button and listen to that again if you are trying to get in to work with corporate clients the timeline matters yeah, it really does. It really does. And it's, I think that's something that I have found to be a selling point for clients that choose to work with me and then also continue to work with me because they may bring in me, an additional creator. We may have similar skill set, but they know I'm going to deliver on like not only on time, but early, likely because <laughs> I'm quick. But that's also why I charge the way I do, because I work efficiently. (laughs) Yes, and that is why you can charge what you do, because you have the left brain side. Yeah. Where do you think the future of content is heading? You know, it's like we've both been in business for a long time. I was 2012, so it was just really about the same time we were getting in. And it's gone from like a blog and the comments on your blog to everybody has to have a podcast to everybody now has to create short form video. I mean, what is next? Do you think there's a next or are we going to scale down? Are we going to scale up? Are we going to go on a new platform? Is there going to be a new type of content? Like where is the future going with all of this? It's interesting because like I think the future is more so like what we're doing with content creators, not in terms of you know, their output, but like actually their jobs. So I feel like a lot more brands are going to be bringing creators in-house to do the work and they might actually like sit on in-house creative teams with copywriters, designers, producers, whoever else, and are literally there for the sole purpose of being a generalist. Because sometimes brands don't always know what type of content they want. So it's easier to work with a content creator because content creators are typically multifaceted. They can do a lot of things. So it's easier for them to just like have that person on standby who's like, 
oh, we need a line of copy right here. Oh, we need someone to go outside and take a photo of this product. <laughs> like literally that rather than like expecting, you know, your photographer to write copy or your copywriter to take photos where content creators can typically do a little bit of everything. I like that. I also think more creators are going to start sharpening those business skills as well, because I think creators got to realize the opportunities to start their own agencies, build their own brands around content creators. So it's going to transition from this just like, I'm a cool creator because I have these like portfolio of TikToks that I made. So like, this is actually like my business and I can pump out content like on a faster basis. So I'm curious to see where that's going to go. No, I love that thought. So yeah, because like I was going towards like, everybody's going to want to work with Jade, but you're (laughs) saying you think that companies like brands, big brands, let's just say, will be trying to hire Jades to sit in house. Interesting. And I'll spill the tea that has already happened because I also work with an agency in-house as well. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Okay. So looking back on your career, what's like the key lesson that you've learned as far as like the creator process or content that would be valuable to our listeners? Establish boundaries. (laughs) And I think this is something that could go across fields, to be honest. I think very early on in my career, I was just so hyper-focused on like upward growth and getting the raises and the promotions. And I do think a lot of that, which is what I call like corporate politicking, which is another reason why I decided to leave. But I do think there is something in able to being able to advocate your, for yourself and really rely on your own skill set and what you know about the work to say, hey, this is actually not going to be feasible for me, so I'm not going to do it. But here's other ways that I think <laughs> this can be done in a timely fashion or get you the output that you want, but with like less time required on my end. And then also not being afraid to just say, like, this is not something I can do, point blank, period. Like, I think you know, some of us can get in this mindset that it's like, we have to do it. We have to do it. Or I, I'm going to try. But it's like, if it's not in your skill set, it's not in your skill set. And that's OK, because we, again, cannot be all great at everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I think is really important in general right now. But I feel like no, from a creator's perspective is like. It's hard. <laughs> very important. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, oh, God, that sounds so fun. But like, I don't have the equipment or the skill set or whatever to make it happen. I do think those are like the great opportunities where you can, again, recommend your collaborators or people in your network, who you know, are super talented. I think that's one of the biggest things I guess like a creator can have is like a network of other creators that they can like lean on, rely on. And there's nothing I love being more when I'm like confused about a client's ass and I can just call one of my fellow creators and be like, hi, what are they asking me? (laughs) (laughs) and then get some insight there. And then again, if I can't do it, just recommend someone else. (laughs) This has been so enlightening. Like I want to have like 500 more conversations with you. So we'll figure out how to have you back, but tell everyone where they can find you. Where do you hang out? How do they connect with you? How do they see all the cool things that you're working on? Yeah. So I'm everywhere. Jade I Powell on all the socials. I'm mainly on LinkedIn right now. So you can find me Jade I Powell. And then my agency is the M-Co. But I honestly don't post for my M-Co channel. So you just follow me. (laughs) I love it. I'm following Jade. And let me tell you, she's got some serious engagement happening on her content. (laughs) And you have like really fun conversations. So definitely follow her. Go check out M-Co. And Like I said, I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much, Brooke. I can't wait to be back. 
Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about the show. I'm at Brooke Sellis on Instagram and Twitter. And for fun, make sure you tag at SM Examiner. Also, be sure to check out our other shows, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. This brings us to the end of this week's marketing agency show. We'll catch you next week as we explore the adventures of marketing agency life. The Marketing Agency Show is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.